listening to the Soul Source podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Amel. Soul Source exists to share stories that are shaping our world today. We go straight to the source of the information to give you the best insights on topics and to show you what's being done about these issues, as well as how you can help to make a difference. So buckle up, Soul Source Society, because we're just getting started. For once, I felt like there's some emphasis on small business and that's the way it should be. Just because we're small doesn't mean we're not mighty and powerful collectively together. Hello everyone, I am Raquel Lamel, and today's episode of Soul Source is extra, extra special. Why you ask? Well, there are two reasons this is a super special episode. First off, we have really exciting news. There's an announcement we're making towards the end of the show, and I cannot wait to tell you about it. It is big news. It is going to be something different here on Soul Source, but it'll be something good. I think it will be very beneficial. I'm very excited. So I cannot wait to share that. Please stay tuned. And part two, or the other reason this is super exciting news, is we are on our 12th episode of Soul Source, and we are talking to the owner and president of Red Shoes Inc. because it is Red Shoes Inc.'s 12th year anniversary that just happened here on June 2nd. Red Shoes is a leading agency that specializes in crisis and strategic communications, media relations, and social media. And Lisa Cruz is the woman who makes this podcast possible. She owns Red Shoes. Soul Source is brought to you by Red Shoes. And she just happens to be my boss. Lisa, thank you for joining me today here on the show. I'm so excited to have you on. I am happy to be here, of course. And for those of you who are listening and you're not watching Soul Source, what you don't know, but I'll tell you, is that Lisa and I are both here at the Red Shoes office. I am in our studio. Lisa is in her office. We're just a few yards from one another, but we are separated by doors, practicing social distancing. These are some crazy times we're living in, Lisa. It is. I've never seen this before in my lifetime, and I know everybody else feels the same way. It is. It's an adjustment. But in everything going on, Red Shoes is hitting a milestone. 12 years, a 12 year anniversary of Red Shoes. And this just happens to be episode 12 of Soul Source. How does it feel to hit 12 years with Red Shoes? Um, I just got goosebumps when you said that. I didn't realize this was the 12th episode, our 12th year. Um, It has been a crazy wild ride. And it means so much to me, especially when I think about if I if I compare it to my personal life, when I started the business, I only had three kids, three young kids. And now I have four kids and their ages are from almost 21, 19, 15 year old and a nine year old. It is absolutely wild to me. So much has changed. So much has happened in 12 years. And, you know, um, one of the things that is very interesting to me is because of the times that we're in right now in this pandemic, we actually started the business during the Great Recession in 2008. And so here we are 12 years later. Um, I don't like to say it's like the recession, but the recession was a good exercise for us as a startup business, for sure. If there's one thing Red Shoes is good at, it is it is crisis. That's what we do here. It is. It is. Every day, almost every day, we've got big crisis, small crisis, anything you can imagine in between. And, you know, it's it's funny, and I don't mean in a ha-ha sort of way, but I have been pounding the pavement when it comes to crisis communication and having a plan in place and 
these are the times that it really comes together for the organizations that had a plan in place. And while I don't think anybody was preparing for a pandemic, those basics of the crisis plan are, are invaluable during these times. So it's been interesting just to see how everything has been playing out. But yeah, I can't say it enough. Have a crisis comm plan in place. Crisis comm plans and many of the other things we do here at Red Shoes are what make us so good at public relations and at just being nimble. And Red Shoes has been recognized in a lot of different ways in the 12 years. I took a moment to just uh, jot down some of the um, achievements that Red Shoes has made. A lot of these are our more recent ones. I've been with Red Shoes for three years, and I've seen a lot of these come into play. But Red Shoes has... Uh, achieved major success. They're a certified women's business enterprise or a WBE. Red Shoes is also a certified woman-owned small business or a WOSB and a certified disadvantaged business enterprise or a DBE. Those are just three very big certifications, not to mention a few of the awards. I mean, you just received the Woman Business Enterprise Award at the Marketplace Wisconsin Governor Conference received it from the governor. And then you also were awarded the first inaugural Women of Influence Award in the business owner category from Insight Publications. Lisa, that's that's a lot of achievements. How does that feel? Can you see the gray hair, Raquel? <laughs> <laughs> every one of those certifications, every one of those awards, I always, always say it's like such a team effort. And by the time you get to the certifications or the awards, that's just the icing on the top. I mean, that's just the the icing on the cake for us. I mean, it, it shows how thoroughly vetted we've been as a business inside and out to receive and earn those certifications. And then the awards, again, it just goes back to hard work. And I am so proud to be certified as a woman business owner. Um, and today it means so much more than it ever did being a small business owner, period. For sure. And small businesses, I mean, you're very connected with the small business community. You see a lot of the struggles that are going on and, and you have built a lot of friendships with other small business owners. So what are some of those things that you're seeing come out of COVID-19 here with small businesses? And there's such a variety of small businesses. I mean, we've seen everything from a business just shutting its doors. Obviously, the restaurant business falls into that category. And overall, it's, again, it's a goosebump moment for me because I think to a certain degree, up until this point, I, I took for granted being a small business or didn't really think much about it. And it's times like these right now that it's just, you feel a camaraderie with other small businesses Everybody has a story to tell. I was telling you, Raquel, the other day, I had a, a small business, a, a restaurant client call me up and he needed um, just to run something by me. And then he said, how are you doing? And I just like stopped in my tracks and I was like, oh, and, you know, I think part of that conversation and all the conversations that small businesses are having is I think it's a time to demonstrate vulnerability to actually show strength. And what I mean by that is I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be out at the forefront saying, oh, everything's great and rainbows and unicorns. It's not. It's every day, every minute sometimes it's a new situation taking place out there. And I'm just one small business. And there's a gazillion small businesses out there that are facing all these 
critical choices that they have to make. Um, I mean, it's just multi-layered. But having said all of that, I've had a number of small businesses reach out to me. I've reached out to small businesses just say, you know, hey, how are you doing? Is there anything we can do to help? That sort of thing. I mean, it's really like, it's just this camaraderie. And I think we'll always have that feeling moving forward too, which is really, really neat. And small business owners, we need that. We need that sense of commute, community amongst and, and with each other to really pull through this. That sense of community is so important in so many ways. And another, like a subdivision of the small business community is the women small business owners. And I'm not picking on guys here, but there is a difference between a woman running a business and a man running a business. Just because I've seen a lot of statistics, they show that women tend to take on the bulk of unpaid work is what I've heard it called or like housework and child work and things of that nature. And plus running a company and women owned businesses are not a small, uh, not a small feat. I mean, a report from the U S department of labor says that they employ 8.4 million workers and generate $264 billion in payroll. That is so, so much of our economy. Can you talk to me a little bit about being a woman and running a business and especially right now? Yeah. And I, I, again, I'm drawing on my own experience. I mean, it's been extremely challenging. And again, I say I'm just one woman owned business. There are so many women out there and probably finding themselves in the same situation. And I read a report um, last week and it talked about the trend of um, what's taking place right now with all the added responsibilities for women, not just professionally, but personally as well, that it looks like we could see more women forced out of the workforce. And I just, oh, that just makes me extremely frustrated and extremely sad. So again, I, I go back to my own story. Um, just speaking from experience, you know, I own the business. I have four children. My husband is on the front lines in healthcare. Um, we've had to live apart from my husband um, for a length of time. Um, we're all under one roof again and we're just trying to figure it out how to be socially distant from him not have too much exposure to him wearing masks and being socially distanced within our household and then you couple that with i have an elderly mother that i help out with and then you also couple that with um the schoolwork of the kids being home one son home from college i mean the list just goes on and on and it's I, again we're just one family and everybody has just layers of challenges and issues, but it's a, I think it's especially hard from the women's perspective. Agreed. And I can only imagine the stress that you're under right now, Lisa. How, how are you keeping it all together right now? Um, well, I drink a lot of coffee, as everybody <laughs> or some people know. Is that new? <laughs> and, you know, the, the other thing is, though, like, I just... I find those moments where you just have to be appreciative. And a lot of those moments for me, as you guys have heard me talk about is nature, like just going for a walk. Um, my neighbor and I, this past weekend, we went on six, seven mile walks and the nature you see or spotting a Fox. I mean, that sounds crazy, but I just need to find those moments where I have to be really self-aware and take advantage of that moment for what it is. Be present, be in the moment. And those little moments can add up to my sanity and grace when um, 
basically I'm under fire. So it, it's all a moving target and I do the best that I can and try to keep calm, I guess, and level-headed and, and I'm an avid reader too. So that's my escape. Oftentimes you'll see my nose in a book. I can definitely say the calm under pressure. I've seen that in action. So I know, I know you're very good at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes I should have been an actor. <laughs> um, how about you talked about having an appreciation for small businesses, a newfound one specifically with everything. What did you mean by that exactly? I think, I think we, we throw around the word, word small business all the time, but, and, and we're a small business, but I'm really like thinking, what does that mean? And I guess it was really apparent to me when everything, when the, when the world was basically falling apart a few months ago and the, you know, they talked about the importance of small business to our economy and all the people we employ and that we have to protect them at all costs. And because that we're so vital that if you just keep peeling that away, like for once I felt like there's some emphasis on small business and that's the way it should be just because there's, um, we're small doesn't mean we're not mighty and powerful collectively together. So, and then along those lines, like I've just seen the raw emotion um, with small business owners and, you know, the discussions taking place and the stories I read. I mean, I think a defining piece of a small business owner in particular, it's really, because we're, I mean, at the end of the day, we're not gazillionaires, but there's something that we have that you can't put a price tag on. And I think that's passion. I think that that rules when it comes to small business owners. Otherwise, why would we do this? Um, and it's also at the core of that, it's about people. It's about humans. And you see that from the small business owners time and time again. We put our all into it. And that is so special about being a small business. And, you know, Raquel, you and I talk about this and you see me often mention this. It's just like my, my employees, I first and foremost are humans with multifaceted lives. They're not just here to be workers for me. I mean, I appreciate what everyone brings to the table every day. We're all human beings. We're all working together. You all have your personal family lives. Again, that's just like really special about small business. It is so like a family. And I often compare that to like raising this business is like raising my family and vice versa. The two go hand in hand. I learn so much from being a mother to being a boss and from being a boss to being a mother. It's amazing. And I think, again, like I'm just one small business. There's so many out there that feel the same way. Like you're really, you're cultivating this culture and environment and this passion and you're moving the economy forward one by one. How cool is that? It is. It's really cool to see how, how much the small businesses really do make this economy move. It's really coming to the forefront right now when you see everything that's going on. It really is. It's, it's inspiring. It really is. And then having said all that and all small business owners will say this, like you work your tail off, man. Cause like you, you're all in 
I mean, every bit of you is in to your small business to make it succeed and to make it work. And we've seen the resiliency of all the small businesses that are opening their doors up again or doing a phased in approach. And unfortunately, some didn't make it. Some aren't going to make it. I mean, I would I would be remiss if I said that wasn't a fear of mine. Like I am all in. And again, I'm just one small business owner. Right. And when we were talking about, you know, things coming back and this phased approach, a lot of people are saying there's a a before COVID-19 and an after COVID-19 life. And that also portrays into business and how that works. Can you talk with me a little bit about that? Yeah, I just had this conversation with another client today that whenever I have this conversation, it's very similar from um, organization to organization. You know, you hear people say, get back to normal. I think the normal as we knew it is done. And I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way either. It's an eye-opening way of also identifying opportunities and also identifying new challenges. So I I always tell people, get, get rid of what you have in your mind for what it looked like four or five months ago, because right now we're redefining the new normal. And what does that look like for you as a person, as a business, and especially as a small business? And I wrote a column about this, like this is your your superpower is to be flexible and to change with the times. If there are any changes you wanted to make, make them now. This is a opportunistic time to literally pivot as a business. And that in itself is really exciting. You know, I, again, I go back to the restaurant industry and how quickly after things started to come down with COVID and how quickly, like the restaurants are like, okay, well, we're going to do curbside. And they just made that transition. Let that be a lesson to us all. What, what other small business out there, if their line of business isn't working as it has been, than in the past, what can they do to move it forward? So it is, it's, it's challenging, but it's also exciting. The innovation is something that is, it's crazy. It's crazy what people can do when you're pushed to have to make a change. The stuff that comes out is really impressive. I think I saw something, and again, don't quote me on this, but it said that we will make more change in five months than what would typically take us five years. Like that is occurring right now. Again, I I just talking and learning from other business owners and the changes they're making. I mean, numerous discussions are taking place with businesses about like, why would we go back to the office as it as it was? And I mean, we've proven to ourselves that the virtual workplace works for the masses. Um, It's not to say I don't get exhausted by video conference calls because I do. but the virtual workplace works. You can work from anywhere that has been proven to us, but what other changes and innovations could we come up with? You know, and I talk about, you know, we're so um, in-person, our industry is in-person and it's very typical for us, for example, to have an in-person press conference and how quickly we adapted to doing full virtual press conferences within a matter of hours. I mean. Just little things like that are redefining the future of business and how we do things. Exactly. So if you could give people one piece of advice, small business owners in particular, what would that piece of advice be going forward? 
Yeah, that's a good one. I really worry um, about, and, and maybe I'm projecting here because it, this has been so stressful, incredibly stressful, um, just from owning and running a business and then worrying about our clients too, making sure, you know, as much as we can, making sure they're okay. And so the stress and the mental health um, has really been a challenge for me. I mean, it just has. I'm a, a by nature type A personality. And again, I go back to find the moments that you um, enter a space of peace and calm. And whatever that looks like for you, that's what you have to do. And I think sometimes we get bogged down by thinking, well, I need an hour to go do that. Or I need 30 minutes, you know, to do this. Like, I say fooey on that. Take 30 seconds when and where you can. I can't tell you how many times, like, my kids have been, you know, asking me about their homework or doing this or that. And I literally just turn the way, turn the other way and take a deep cleansing breath find that moment of just, it's going to be okay, and then move on to the task at hand. And so I'm doing that throughout the day, wherever and whenever I can find it. So I don't want people to think like, I don't have any time to do that. You do, you know, take 30 seconds in the car, whatever you can, but to just regain or take back your life a little bit in those small moments, they, they will add up. Yeah, it's important not to lose yourself in all of this. Oh, it's extremely important. And I know people are stressed out there. I mean, you can hear it in people's voices. This is, and you know, the thing is, this isn't, this is like a long-term crisis, a slow burning crisis. So it's already been going on for what, three months now. And how much longer is it going to go on? So the longer it goes on, you know, we either acclimate and flex a little bit, or we keep adding the stress. So Again, I go back to you just got to find some moments of peace and calm and tranquility and do whatever you need to do. That is great advice. Thank you for sharing that. And this is the moment in the show that I talked about earlier. I am excited because we're sharing some really exciting news here on Soul Source, and I have Lisa here to share it with me. In celebration of 12 years of Red Shoes, Inc., we are starting something new here. We will be launching a special business series that airs the third Monday of every month. This will start in July, so this will start next month, and it will explore the different parts of businesses and their impacts on women. And if you sense a theme here, well, you're not crazy. There is one. Lisa, explain to me why we're doing this and what this means for businesses out there. Oh, this is just an opportunity again for small business and small businesses run by women and operated by women to share stories really like to come together through this channel of soul source and to share stories and find strength in each other and really share those experiences that others can relate to and know that they are not alone and that is another key piece of it nobody should feel isolated so if we can pull those stories together and feature those stories that is just one more way we can bring women together in the working community. I am so excited. I, I think I'm going to learn so much in this series. I cannot wait to dive into these interviews. I am just so excited that we're doing this, Lisa. They're inspirational. I love hearing stories like that. Yeah, and, and that just 
makes you, lifts you up, makes you feel better. So that's what we hope to aspire to here on Soul Source. And I also want to say, I know that I love being a part of the Red Shoes team. This podcast is made possible through Lisa and through Red Shoes. It's a Red Shoes Inc. podcast. And this really is a special community that you've built here, Lisa. You've created something special with this team. So congratulations on 12 years of achieving excellence in tenacious creative communication, remaining curious about the industry, and creating a culture of respect and accountability. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I saw that. I heard it. I see you, Raquel. That was awesome. Beautifully put. All our values in one. Exactly. I had to get those in there so people knew. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just to add one other thing, Raquel, what has been so cool about Soul Source, and I know you addressed this early on with recording Soul Source, but we this is like our passion project. And I know we had plans, you know, to launch it later and that sort of thing, but I'm so glad we again, this is an example of pivoting. We saw an opportunity and we weren't quite ready, but you know what? We can keep making it better. We do keep making it better. And you're telling all these awesome stories that we, it's like kind of like a podcast time capsule. So good for you. I am so excited about the future of Soul Source and where you are taking it and the direction for Red Shoes. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. And I just, I want to recap for listeners out there that when she was talking about starting and pivoting, this podcast was actually supposed to start here in, I think, end of May, almost June. And we launched it when the pandemic struck. So it was a massive pivot on Red Shoes' part, but it's been awesome and it's been working great. Here we are, episode 12 and still going strong. It's awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Take care. Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more Soul Source, subscribe to the show. Soul Source is up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and just about any other place where you can get your podcasts. And if there's something that you want us to talk about or go further into detail on, we can do that too. We have a Facebook group. It's called the Soul Source Society, and it is where we interact with our listeners. We share special content that's only seen in that group. We get feedback on shows, ideas for shows, and overall, honestly, we just have a lot of fun. That's Soul Source Society on Facebook. We hope to see you there. Soul Source is brought to you by Red Shoes Inc., a leading agency specializing in crisis and strategic communications, media relations, social media, and so much more. To learn more about Soul Source and Red Shoes, visit us at redshoesinc.com.